Welcome to the Reba Kasi Show, the only show where you get to exclusively hear me think out loud. You're special. I know. I know. So, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode on Toxic TV. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful and awesome New Year. Even though, you know, the world was in lockdown and everything. But, um, and if you celebrate Christmas, Merry belated Christmas to you as well. Hope you had a wonderful time with your family and friends. But let's let's get into let's get into this new episode, right? And um, I feel like this one can hit a little close to home, you know, because I feel like some of us, if not many, if not all, have identified with a couple of these characters, you know, to a certain extent, you know, not the whole nine yards, not everything, but to a certain extent. And um, this is this one is called this one is called the low self-esteem trope. Yeah, why well, I, I went with trope because you know for a little it it just seemed together. It's not an actual trope, but it's just something. <laughs> it's just just a word that I threw in there because it, it it just makes sense. Okay, let's just move on. Let's move on into this. Right. So there are three types of ways in which low self esteem actually manifests itself in characters. You know, well three types of characters rather, not ways. You know, because different characters will express this low self-esteem in different ways because of the of how much space they take up within the storyline, right? Okay, so we all know that the most obvious ways that self-esteem can manifest itself is when one easily falls into peer pressure, you know? I mean, if you already fall easily into peer pressure, I mean, like, Listen, we all fall, you know, but it's a matter of how easily it is. The easier it is, the lower your your self-esteem, you know what I mean? You'll be falling into things like drugs, sex, alcohol, skipping school, all of these things and many more that you were easily influenced into that you didn't even want to do in the first place. But because you want to look cool, whatever your reasoning may have been, you know, that's, that's, that's that, that's that. Okay, let's start, let's start with the not so obvious type of um, low self-esteemed character. And this would usually be the popular kid, the popular mean kid to be specific. Because, you know, popularity differs with different movies, you know what I mean? So now with this popular mean kid, uh, the mean girl or the jock, because that's what they usually look like. Mm-hmm. They usually need to put people down in order for them to actually shine, you know. They they bully people. That helps them to keep their status within the whatever, the group. That, that helps them to stay the alpha. If they do not bully someone or whatever the case may be, you know, actually show people who's in charge, then <laughs> people are going to undermine them and estimate them and say things like, well... You're not the leader. I don't know. They, they're just going to feel like they're not a leader enough. They generally feed off of everyone else's validation. Because if they are not... If everyone doesn't see them in that light, that they are perfect and everything, then they are not 
they aren't deserving of this popularity. I mean, a classic example of this, of someone who cares so much about everyone's, um, everyone's validation would be Sydney White, the mean girl. They had this whole website page where people could actually vote who's the hottest person in the school and this mean girl was always number one. It was pretty much like mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Just digital. Yeah. But, yeah. So the more she realized that Sydney White was coming up the ladder, the more worried she became and eventually lost it when she dropped from number one spot. You know, because she's been there for the longest of times, right? That's the more obvious ones. But, yeah. Like I said, like I said, with the bullying and everything, because you wouldn't necessarily bully, actually, you wouldn't bully anyone if you didn't feel secure in yourself. Like, what do you get from actually putting others down? Know what I mean? Low self-esteem, because you get off, get, get off of it, right? Let's talk about the protagonist, specifically the male protagonist, right? Because I feel like I specifically overlook the male characters, you know, besides the nice guy from last, last episode. So, uh, the male protagonist, let's, let's have this conversation, you know. The way in which the low self-esteem is mostly, is mostly um, showcased in these series and, and, and chick flicks and movies and stuff and books specifically, they tend to create this stigma that males, not necessarily just male characters in these books, but rather males in general, are hypersexual beings. Even society, society breeds this and lives off of this, that if you are not going crazy about girls and, and, and sex, then there's something wrong with you, you know? Even Big Mouth, you know? <laughs> Big Mouth... Big Mouth plays that role. I mean, when Nick realized that he doesn't have a hormone monster and he hasn't even started with puberty, he started worrying about himself. You know what I mean? He started worrying. All of this just creates unnecessary pressure on males because if you aren't necessarily, you know, acquiring bodies and being sexually active and dating around then you are not a heterosexual man or boy or male you know then automatically people assume that you are gay this this stigma should die can 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 our generation just kill this this one right along with the entire patriarchy but we're gonna get there let's start with the small stuff and it's crazy it's really crazy because now guys are forced into exploring their sexualities earlier on than expected because if they don't do that then there's something wrong with them you know that that right there that right there goes head in hand with male approval because now they'll only be doing this to look cool in front of their friends if they were secure in themselves they wouldn't feel the pressure to, to actually go on ahead and actually try to get as many bodies as possible and be seen as a male alpha of the group or whatever the case may be, you know? And that right there is a classic uh, way of seeing that someone of a male character has low self-esteem. 
Right. I hope I hope I made sense. <laughs> I hope I made sense with that one. But yeah, okay, let's let's talk about the one. The one who's I don't know, the one character, the one type of character who many, many people, readers, teenagers specifically, identify with. These type of books, movies and stuff, they sell because so many teenage girls and teenage boys sort of identify, oh, identify with her, right? The female protagonist. I mean, there's a whole lot of examples of this, especially, especially on Wattpad. (laughs) I know because I've read a couple of those, a handful of those, because I was one of those people who could actually identify with this character. So I fed off all, all of the stuff that they fed me. We're going to talk, we're going to have an episode on how all of these things influenced my view on love. I'm going to have an episode coming out soon, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully before Valentine's Day, since you know it's the month of love. No, no, okay. Anyway, uh, right. So, so what we know about the female protagonist is that she's usually intimidated by the mean girl because she's pretty. Not necessarily because she's mean to her. We haven't gotten to that part yet, right? Actually, that's not the main focus. But one of the many things that she's intimidated by from the mean girl is the fact that she's pretty this usually plays a huge role when the mean girl has some sort of a situationship going on with the hottest guy in the school the jock guy who she also has an interest in somewhere along the lines you know because there's different storylines where she hates the hard popular guy or she has a huge crush on the hard popular guy either way this guy has a thing going on with the mean girl and this this main character girl feels intimidated by her because she's pretty and this popular guy is giving her attention you know what i mean the thing is about this type of trope is that the mean girl is also intimidated by this main character because this hard jock guy is now suddenly giving her attention. We've seen this happen so many times. We've seen this on Mean Girls. We've seen this on Sydney White. We've seen this. Listen, I could name a whole lot of movies. Um, she's all that. Listen, <laughs> there's a whole lot of movies here that I could name that literally. Uh, even, even High School Musical itself has this. But we're not getting into that, right? The whole aesthetic behind this main character girl, she doesn't know she's beautiful. She She's the inspiration behind One Direction's hit song. I mean, she is the one that they wrote about. When they were writing that song, they were thinking about this character. This type of aesthetic of the main character not knowing that she's beautiful, but apparently everyone does, is very toxic in a way because it feeds many girls who don't generally view themselves as beautiful, but want to believe that everyone else actually thinks of them as beautiful, even though they don't think of themselves beautiful. Because it generally takes away from the... It takes away her responsibility. I mean, uh, it takes away from the viewer's responsibility of actually feeling pretty on her own and relying on everyone else around her, and especially this one guy that's giving her attention to make her feel beautiful. Do you see how, how, how crazy and sad that actually is? 
But the sad part though, the really sad part though, even though everyone around her sees her as beautiful, no one ever notices her until the main guy, this hot jock guy, notices her. Do you... <laughs> Yo, okay, this, this, this episode is going to get me riled up. So no one ever notices how beautiful she is until this guy, this hot jock guy in particular, notices her. Then all of a sudden, all of the following events start taking place. The mean girl starts being mean to her if they want ex-best friends, if it's not that storyline. Because she's intimidated by her beauty and the fact that this guy that who, whom she's in love with is now giving her the attention. Second of all, this jock guy, one of his squad members is gonna try something with this girl. He's gonna try something with this girl because he sees her, her beauty. And then he's gonna come with the line that, no, like, this jock guy doesn't deserve you. I do. I'm the one that sees you for you. He's taking you for granted. But he only he's only doing this only because this jock guy is now giving her attention. And that, that further also emphasizes how much she's so beautiful that she doesn't realize it, but everyone else around her does. It also emphasizes that you're not really pretty if no two hot guys are fighting over you. I feel like, hear me out, hear me out. I feel like this right here, this here bred the whole make them jealous pandemic. I feel like that storyline that is so evident in so many Wattpad books has given birth to so many people who genuinely believe that making someone jealous proves their worth because of the reaction that they get out of the person they're trying to make jealous oh if you even have to make someone jealous if you even feel like you need to make someone jealous in order for someone to actually notice you sis bro i'm afraid to tell you that you you probably have low self-esteem because if you didn't you would know your worth Address this problem that you are facing, and if nothing changes, you leave. But then again, it's easier said than done. But the whole problem with this, if you haven't noticed all the problems until now, <laughs> is that this female protagonist, right, she waits for the guy to give her the attention, right, and love her in order for her to actually feel some type of confidence within her and start feeling beautiful on her own. She could have done this on her own, but no, she waited for a guy to give her the attention to prove to her that she is worth love and feeling pretty because that's the only way a guy could give you attention if you're pretty. In order for her to feel some type of confidence, this right here is one of the things that I actually subconsciously learned. And so many, I tend to believe that so many other girls has learned as well. That you need a guy to make your insecurities go away. Feed into the whole thing that you need a guy to love your insecurities away. And that it's not a you responsibility thing. This right here is, I feel like what... 
if all of this, if you don't get any of this that I was just saying, that right there, that line is one of the most dangerous things you could ever take from these things, from these movies, series, and books that you've read on Wattpad. Listen, that line is so deadly and so dangerous that we need to unlearn it. You usually know that her insecurities went away because the guy loved her because of the monologue that she says. Either at her wedding or uh, towards the end when she confesses her love for him by saying things like, I didn't love myself until I loved you. And also the male character does this as well. He says something of a similar point that he didn't know that he could be loved until she loved him. Which is quite true for many people. But it's very dangerous because it then teaches people that you need proof of someone loving you in order to, in order for you to actually know that you are worth loving. Because apparently self-love isn't enough. And self-love sounds so cliche that no one actually takes it serious. Including me for the longest of times. I will say, I will say, the only reason... Oh, sorry. So one of the main reasons why people would generally feel like they're not worthy of love is because, one, the most obvious one would be they were raised in an environment where they were deprived of love. And two, no one ever really teaches you self-love, which is something that is very difficult to do. But... When you truly, genuinely love yourself, not like yourself, because there's a difference. Liking yourself is looking at yourself in the mirror, looking at yourself and thinking, mm, damn, you know, and spending time with yourself, generally enjoying time alone. That right there is self-like. Self-love runs deeper than that. And that is something that is not taught, which is how one can reach to a level where they feel like they cannot where they feel like they do not deserve love because they never took the, the chance and the opportunity to actually love themselves to the point where you don't need anyone. Even though we are humans and we do need human interaction, but you know what I meant. Anyway, let's move on from that one. That one, that one was, a, was, was a hard note. <laughs> was a hard side note. Anyway, let, let's, let's get into these characters that irk the living daylights out of every single one of us. So, let's get into the side characters. Hey, these side characters, man. Side characters. I just, just want to go inside the television screen, slap the hell out of them, and go back to my couch and watch the rest of the series. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes I just need to do that, you know. Makes me feel like I might have underlying anger issues that I haven't uh, addressed. But anyway, these type of side characters are the biggest sims you could ever find on planet Earth. So these side characters, like I said, are the biggest sims and the biggest type of pygmies you could ever find on this planet Earth. So some of these side characters, you can tell that they have low self-esteem because they go through so much trouble to sabotage people's relationships in the hopes of them being picked. I mean, if they're in a relationship, it's clear that they aren't interested in you. So find your worth, so realize your worth, and move on. But no, no, 
An example of this, a recent example of this, would be Penelope from Bridgerton. Her in her motives and intentions are both pure and evil at the same time, because she's looking out for a friend. However, there's an underlying hope that the Bridgerton brother will choose her after he realizes that her cousin isn't his match. And another thing that these side characters are capable of doing is that they will go with anything literally anything as long as they get the attention that they want from the opposite sex listen they would do a damn they will allow things that they normally don't allow in order for them to have that sort of approval from the opposite sex an example of this would be Layla from Grand Army what she does she when she found out that the boys in her school created a list of, well, because she's finally being noticed by guys. And when this guy showed interest in her, had no intentions of actually making her his girlfriend, but just, you know, to smash, she went with it. Even if it made her feel uncomfortable, she wasn't ready, she was inexperienced, she couldn't even speak to him that she does not know how to do any of these things and could he please take it slow or whatever the case may be. But no, she just went with it because she didn't want to, one, ruin the mood, two, seem as though that she's girls that they would smash and she found out that she made the list. Instead of being offended, like most girls would, she found it to be one of the best things to have happened to her because been doing this and experienced and whatever the case may be just to appear cool in front of the guy see now i haven't finished the series and apparently she does a lot more than just that i was hoping that she changed apparently she doesn't but anyway this one this one needs a whole category on its own after watching that movie i literally wanted to burn it because why? Why? Honestly, this girl, she's actually a main character, but she's giving such strong side character energy. She had to be put in the side character energy. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, because obviously I was being very ambiguous, <laughs> it's Sierra Burgess, if that's how you even pronounce his surname, is a loser. See, that movie, that movie can make me go on a rant. But I'm not going to go on a rant because I'm going to contain myself. But yeah, she went as far as catfishing a guy that she liked, had the opportunity to come clean, but she didn't. Instead, instead, she came up with the plan of getting the popular girl who she was pretending to be to carry out this plan of catfishing. See, this this type of catfishing, you, Neve, Neve and Max could never. <laughs> this, this type of catfishing is in its own lane. And then she proceeds to get mad at the girl who she sort of paid through, you know, tutoring to act as her, as her catfish, who is the one she's pretending to be. When he kisses him, and then she goes ahead and, oh, 
She's giving such soul loser energy that listen, do yourself a favor and not watch this movie if you want to get mad. If you if you if you want to feel an emotion, and then I suggest you watch this movie. And then she goes as far as actually airing out this girl who's helping her catfish this guy she likes business to the entire school just because of the kiss which was meant to be there because she was pretending to you know what if you are lost with this last part i apologize for not being able to explain that properly because i am so riled up right now just to round this up let's talk about pygmies because pygmies exude they their entire existence revolves around male approval and that is big low self-esteem energy right there but the thing is about tag uh, about pygmies is that they are found also in real life <laughs> surprise surprise anyway you probably know of someone that's like this so a pygmy's entire existence revolves around male approval these people don't live for anything but men. That's it. Listen, this this is probably the worst type of mentality you could ever acquire. Listen, the worst type of mentality you could ever pick up, you could ever install into your personality. Don't ever do it, okay? So the thing about pygmies is that they say things that promote the patriarchy. They believe in the patriarchy. I feel like they are the reason... One of the many reasons why the patriarchy is still alive because they are allies to it. And obviously being an ally to patriarchy automatically means you're against feminism. Because apparently women shouldn't have rights because women vote with emotions. Women shouldn't be CEOs or in, in high positions because women lead with emotions rather than logic. So these pygmies, they treat men like kings, like gods. Actually, not even kings, like gods. Because they can never do wrong in their eyes. They are never in the wrong. In fact, if society or a specific household is falling apart, if a man cheated on his wife or his partner, she automatically, this pygmy, automatically looks to the woman to see what did she do wrong. When we clearly know that cheating isn't the problem of the one who's being cheated on. It's the problem of the one who's cheating. Listen, it doesn't matter what the person did or did not do. If you cheated on a person, it's a you problem and not a them problem. It doesn't matter how how much they didn't take care of you or they neglected you or they didn't satisfy your needs. Listen, it doesn't matter. It's a you problem if you cheated. So, with her celebrating or being an ally to the patriarchy, she obviously thinks of herself as as wife material. And wife material in the most condescending and dehumanizing ways possible. Because according to her and mm, some men, Wife material includes being able to cook, being able to clean, being able to bear children, being able to raise children, being able to be submissive in degrading ways. 
uh, not being too too much of a smart ass, he is the one that makes all the de- the men of the house makes all the decisions in the house. She all she has to do is just look good and take care of the household, keep the house clean, make sure he has a plate of food at home before when he comes back home that he never has to worry about anything. Uh, uh, <sighs> Listen, I'm exhausted trying to come up with this list, but you know the works. You know the whole typical wife material things that are so dehumanizing that are but the thing of her being this typical wife material that i just listed right now is that she usually doesn't just be that way she makes sure that she looks down on anyone that isn't like her she makes sure that she judges every single one that doesn't do the things or believe in the things that she does. So, in essence, basic human survival knowledge that is wrapped around in the box with a bow on top with the card saying wife material. That's what it is. And that right there isn't what wife material is. She slut shames women. Because apparently... When you are a woman who is sexually liberated and sleeps around, ain't no way a man could ever love you and marry you. Because that's the ultimate goal in life. Being married to a guy who only sees you for your womb. So she slut shames women for sleeping around and having, I don't know, any type of body count. Because apparently to them, it can never be too low enough. In fact, if you are a virgin on top, to top it all off, even better. If she's a virgin on top of that, if she's religious on top of that, girl, this pick me has reached a whole nother level of pick me's. Because she'll judge people for not being religious, judge people for not being virgins, such shame people for having more than, I don't know, one or two body bodies piled up. I, listen, you can never be perfect unless you are her. They usually judge women for either one, part A, for not being natural in all aspects. I mean, hair, makeup, nails, all of that. Even, even plastic surgery. They'll judge women for all of these things because they feel like you're supposed to be naturally beautiful for a man. Not because they want to be natural, but because they want men to see them as wife material because they exude natural beauty. That was in quotation marks in case you didn't hear the tone of my voice. (laughs) Or B, these type of women shame women for being natural because they are seen as cheap and low maintenance. Because they believe that if you are all natural, that a man won't take his time and actually spend a lot of money on you by taking you on expensive dates and all of these things because you were such low maintenance, right? There was this one time where I saw a video of a grown man, a grown man, he was saying that he prefers... um. Basically, he was saying that women that wear weaves, weaves and wigs, they are high maintenance. They are the type to demand fancy uh, presents and expensive dinner dates. The type where you only get a cubic centimeter of food and they charge you like 500 rand for that, for that entire thing. And then on top of that, he said that women who are natural 
um, they get ready in like five seconds and they only expect you to take them to a Chesanyama right around the corner at a Gotha place or something like that for a date. The crazy part is that I went down the comments and I saw, well, you, you know, you know what I saw there. You, you know what I saw there. In case you, in case you're wondering, um, it was a bunch of men agreeing with him and actually putting add-ons onto that type of stereotype and stigma. Ah, the world that we live in. But anyway, these pygmies and these men belong together because honestly, trash. Yeah, these type of people genuinely believe that a woman is supposed to look good for a man. That the only reason you're dressing up, the only reason you're putting so much effort in your looks is to look good for men. I think 2020 proved otherwise that women don't wear makeup and weaves and all of that jazz and everything else for men because they were doing it in quarantine when they were not going to be seen for themselves. So, these type of pygmies also shame women for how they dress. So, if you wear uh, modestly, you are wife material. But if you wear clothing that reveal a lot of skin, then you belong to the streets. And no man wants to marry you because you have your bits outside that everyone can see. Pygmies is a whole pandemic that we are facing. It's a disease. Let me round this off with this one that irks me the most, right? The one that you probably have seen and have realized <sighs> these girls are the type of girls that say i only hang out with guys because girls are full of drama honestly as a person who has both a handful of guy friends as much as i do a handful of girlfriends i can tell you that there literally isn't any difference drama wise in fact, I kind of tend to believe that my guy friends have more drama than my girlfriends do. But that's a story for another day. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be dragged for that. <laughs> then you do with girlfriends, right? That's not my problem. My problem comes in when they say the reasoning, which is almost always because girls have more drama. See, when a girl says this, I have no choice but to assume that she is the drama. Honestly, with my experience, these type of girls that I have met, they were the drama. Because when you hear the reasoning as to why her relationships, her friendships ended with her previous group of girlfriends, then you realize that, yeah, no, mm -mm. this girl was the problem. And sometimes you don't even have to hear how her previous friendships ended, but rather the, the drama that she creates within the guy group as well, you know? listen listen these type of girls always expose themselves which is really sad because they lack the amount of self-awareness to actually recognize the fact that they are the problem and not necessarily girls in general because girls are bomb man girls also have interests that that are male dominated you do find that i have female friends i have girlfriends who have also similar interests as me that have a higher male demographic than uh, a female demographic but that's no excuse you know what i mean so that's why i say that the reasoning behind this is what particularly interests me the most if she says it's because girls have too much drama 
run. And on that note, just don't be a pick me. And also, I know self-esteem can be a hard thing to actually pick up. But now that you have noticed that you don't need the approval of others in order for you to feel whole. And it's about time you take the responsibility for yourself to actually find self-confidence in the little of things. You don't have to find it today or tomorrow. It is a journey. And um, my issue is not girls who have more guy friends than they do girlfriends or even no girlfriends at all because interests do vary and probably you were exposed to you grew up around a lot more guys than you were girls uh, or maybe you have more interest that more guys or you know more guys that share the same interest as you and you tend to be cl- a lot closer to them the sooner you realize that the longer you deprive yourself of actually feeling confident within yourself, the longer you are depriving yourself of a big slice of happiness. Because generally, when you are secure within yourself, you have no choice but to actually be joyful. Because you don't worry. Because the worry of what other people will think is at a bare minimum. And not to say that you will reach a point in your life where you are constantly confident. No, confidence is also a journey in its own. But the main objective is to actually have more days feeling confident than days where you don't. And on that bombshell, <laughs> I must stop here. Stay safe, stay healthy, I'm out.